Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. All right, I am here joined with Shane Parsons of DZ Death Rays, the Aussie noise rock uh, sound punk absolute legends. Shane, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Thanks how's, uh, how's it all going in lockdown? I'm sorry to hear that you're back in it. Um, it's fine. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate being this far along in the, in the uh, you know, general thing that's been happening the last year and a half and to be back into it. But if anything, uh, we've made sure that we've used our time, sort of our down, what we call downtime, just to get stuff done, which has been, you know, pretty productive. In Absolutely. Well, I mean, and the, and the, I should have started with congratulations about your um, releasing your album, Positive Rising Part 2. It's a bit bittersweet, though, isn't it, going back into lockdown the week after uh, you've had your big release. How is the reception of the album going? It's, it's been really good. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one for us because, you know, we finished recording this album in 2019. So it was, it's been done for almost two years. Um, it was supposed to come out last year and obviously we just we pushed it back because of um, COVID and everything like that and we wanted to do tours around it. Um, and I guess the, the funny side of it is, is we pushed it back and we ended up releasing it during a lockdown anyway. So, you know, <laughs> in the end, it's, it, it was just sort of the way it was always going to be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been great to finally to get it out there. We've had a lot of... Um, positive responses from people and and people seem to be enjoying it which is great because um yeah a lot of hard work went into it and um it's nice for us to now go back and re-listen to these songs and kind of get excited about them again um after absolutely absolutely i i didn't realize it'd been um it'd been so long since you'd recorded it are there any songs that you wanted to like revisit and re-record or touch up or at all, or had you had your opinion changed on certain songs over the time from when you recorded to when you released it? Um, not too, not really, to be honest. Um, we spent quite a long time sort of getting the the mixes and stuff right when because we recorded it. I think it was finished on the thirtieth of August is when, we, and it's the same day that part one came out. So we oh, ended yeah. up spending like a fair bit of time getting the mixes right. Um, and in saying that, because we had part one already done and mixed, it was like a kind of reference point in terms of sonic, like like a sonic sort of benchmark and where it should be. So mm. when Miro, um, who produced and, and mixed it, he he sort of knew where he wanted to get it and then we could kind of just fine tweak it. Um, but yeah, I think in general, like part two, it had a little bit more time um, in pre-production as well. Like all the songs were sort of written around the same time. Mm. But there was obviously about six months or so, uh, I think, between recording sessions where yeah. we, we kind of got a little bit more time to sort of dive in and just tweak things and stuff. But usually um, I don't let things go, get like, go into like, be fi- like to be finished and t- until I'm absolutely happy with them. I can't, I just can't, <laughs> I can't let myself <laughs> do that. It was, it's just because it's a, it is a bit of a forever thing, you know? So yeah. you kind of like, I just want it to be exactly how I hear it or, or to, to feel right. And you know, that yeah. when a song feels right. Um, so yeah, um, it's just, it's just more of a thing of like going back now and listening to it and going, Oh yeah, cool. I'm now excited to go and relearn these songs again. So we can <laughs> For the tour. Play, yeah. Yeah. Play, play vibe. 
<laughs> that's awesome i think um it can be a huge rabbit hole too to go down like when is a song finished when is it perfect but i suppose when you've got the feeling of like this is exactly where i want it you know that when it's that's there it. yeah there is that feeling there and, and and you know it you know if there's something just not quite right with it that so it doesn't like sort of hit the way you want it to hit and so um yeah i can be i think you know unfortunately for the other guys they kind of um probably have to deal with me going over and redoing songs a fair, a fair bit, especially in the demo process. They're like, no, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, nah, just a little bit more. We can, I know we can get it to where it needs to be. So, <laughs> just bear with me a little bit more, please, that's guys. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing um, that I really love about DZ Death Race, and I've been listening uh, to you guys for years, is I love the range that you've got sonically. Like You've got songs like Northern Lights, which are oh, Northern Lights or Golden Retriever off um, Positive Rising Part 2 that are sort of a bit more mellow and like really, really emotive. But then you've got those hard-hitting songs like Pollyanna. So do, do, any, do any songs of Positive Rising Part 2, because you've got such a range sonically of how songs sound, did any of these songs like give you serious trouble when you're trying to mix them or trying to get them exactly where you wanted to be? Yeah, there's, there's always a couple of tracks on every record, I think, that um, we find it, we, we sort of, it takes a little bit to get right. This one um, was the songs that sort of we had the most trouble with were actually uh, All or Nothing and Fired Up. And mostly because from their initial demo idea that was maybe written on an acoustic guitar, they sort of go through so many different phases until they're right. And so All or Nothing, because it, like when I wrote it, it initially was exactly the same structure as, as it is now in terms of. Yeah the chord progression was a key change to the chorus and then it goes back into a different key. And a lot of people have, you know, like a label and also like Miro, who was, you know, he was working on the tracks with it. He was like, it feels like two songs. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I know, but I kind of like that. <laughs> so anyway, I was kind of convinced also then that I should go and rewrite the song so that it's all in one key. Yeah. But it never right and never yeah. felt the way i kind of wanted to you know hear the song and so we ended up just going right back to the start where it ended <laughs> up so we kind of went all the way around yeah yeah full circle <laughs> yeah back to the the initial one and and the same with fired up it, it was more of a thing where the song was a lot more complex when i originally sort of pieced it together yeah and then it was more of a thing of simplify simplify and simplify so that it's just it's core thing there is just like you can stand up you can just you can play it on an acoustic guitar it's like a few chords um and and, and pulling everything back to sort of then build it up on top of yeah. a really solid foundation um so sometimes those songs yeah they take a while and um but it's always for me it's a it's a thing of like this is a great learning experience and absolutely you know, i love that how to write songs yeah, that, that's that has absolutely blown my mind that um, they are originally written on acoustic guitars. I would never have picked that. <laughs> yeah, I've been writing a lot of songs on acoustic guitar recently. Um, I think it's funny because when I was a kid, I that's what I played. I had an acoustic guitar and I wrote lots of um, probably fairly emo t- teenage ballads. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone needs and, them. Everyone needs them. <laughs> that's it. And um, but you know, like that's i think there's there's something to be said for if a song can be stripped down into just being able to be played on a an acoustic even if it is really riffy it's just like finding a way to do that then you can really let 
the vocal melodies shine and everything mm. is just it's you know the rhythm and the and the and the and the key of the song are all just there in that acoustic guitar um and and also you know that can be said for being able to play it on piano too you know yeah everything sounds beautiful on piano when you when you whittle it down to the um just the main melody it's really cool mm, absolutely um that's that, that's a really uh, interesting way to think about a song like i guess uh you got to think about it in the way that when it was first conceived or first made and like how it goes, the, the journey that the song takes. Um, so Positive Rising 2, it's a concept album with uh, paired with Positive Rising Part 1. Do you feel like a sense of uh, completion after releasing Part 2 or do you think there's still more, like will there be a Part 3 down the line? No, it's it's done. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, all these songs are all written at the same time essentially. Yeah. Um, part two had a little bit more mm. time in the, in the oven, but um, yeah, it was it was it was the idea was that we we started writing with Lachlan, who's um, he's been playing live with us for about five or so years, um, and we really wanted to you know get him on board to do some writing with us, and I knew he had a lot of ideas, so we mm. um, yeah we just we we wrote so many songs in that like as soon as Bloody Lovely had come out. We started mm. writing this and we just, yeah, those two years, we just wrote a lot of tracks. And I think we had maybe, you know, I want to say there was like 50 to 60 kind of full songs. And then wow. on, top, on top of that, there's all the ideas that you have that never sort of make it. Yeah. Um, and so out of that, we picked like 20 tracks and um, we were like, let's do a double record, but let's not, we want to do something different as well. Like, you know, it's like a sort of new rebranding of the band a little bit as a three piece. Yeah. So let's go out with a bit of a bang. But um, yeah, today's, you know, with streaming and everything, I feel like if you put two records out at once, you kind of lose a bit of your, your, like the bang for your buck sort of thing, because it's once a record's out now, it feels like it gets about three months to six months of that initial sort of excitement. Yeah. And then, and then everyone's moved on, like, because they're like, where's the next record? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that took two years. To make. <laughs> Can you please just stream it a few more times? Yeah, That's not every really band good. is as good as yeah. King Gears at like just shutting yeah. out records. <laughs> That's a really good point. I feel like nowadays people are releasing a lot more EPs, or just it's way more viable to just release a single because you don't have to worry about the distribution as much. You don't have That's the right. physical component. Um, yeah, that's right. Wow. Um, before first, uh, not first of all, I I forgot to say like I really really love the album. Um, so huge huge congratulations. Uh, I've Thank been you. such a fan for so long, and I've just got a couple of questions for you about our previous DZ Deathray experiences. Uh, my first one is, what was it like getting kicked off the stage uh, at South by Southwest? <laughs> um, it was expected, to be honest. <laughs> that, that, if I could put it anyway, it was expected. We sort of walked up to um, Glenn Dickey, who is one of the um, main people here at Sounds, who runs Sounds Australia, which is our kind of export um, group here for, for, for artists and, and music. And uh, he was like, just get up and play loud. And I was like, man, people are going to be angry. <laughs> They're going to hate Once this. you hear these symbols, you know, like, don't worry about it. Just do it. Let's just do it. And um, so anyway, yeah, we got through a couple of tracks. I, I mean, I can hardly even remember it now. It was so long ago. Yeah, but, 2012 was uh, <laughs> a long, long time ago. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was expected um, and kind of funny at the time. And uh, yeah. I guess in some ways it was just a funny 
talking point for a which seems to be yeah you know, still going to the yeah absolutely it's a great I mean about it <laughs> it's a great uh, marketing uh, tool as well I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you got to do when you're at South by Southwest. You got yeah, to like, yeah, get stand kicked out. out. Doing, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, now, also, DZ Deathrays, you've got a fantastic track record with music videos. Um, the Mess Up video, which also inspired uh, June Rats with uh, Red Light, Green Light, and also getting Murray from the Wiggles on with Like People. Do you come up with these ideas? Or where, where do all these fantastic ideas come from? Well, when it comes to like our original video that we did which was the mess up that essentially came that was us and we it was the same as kind of what we're talking about with fired up um <laughs> it was a, a bigger idea that we just knew we couldn't um we couldn't achieve ourselves and we, we had all these ideas about getting people over to you know this one shot video where people were bringing things in and out of the shot and it was sort yeah. of this scene of chaos and in the end, we were like, man, we can't even get our friends to rock up to pre-drinks on time. <laughs> Let's just do this instead. Um, and we just wanted to have a video. And for some reason, we chose that song because it sort of fit the video idea yeah. more than the video was made for the song. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was all shot in the three minutes that the song takes and... Costs about 30-something bucks for the <laughs> bottle of Jägermeister, and that's really it. Oh, man, I it's love it. It's all quite simple. Um, <laughs> but other than that, these days we sort of come up, either come up with ideas ourselves or we, um, you know, we work with other people and see what ideas they have. And it is good to have outside minds, you know, sort of who know how to put together a video so that it is, you know, engaging to, yeah. to do videos for you as well. So, yeah, we, we, we try and come up with ideas when we can. Um, and a lot of the time we do have ideas, but they do, they always seem to these days get um, sort of shut down a little bit in terms yeah. of like, <laughs> yeah, you can do that, but it's not going to be that good. It's going yeah. to cost heaps of money. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, you just you just do what you can. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Music videos are... Uh, they're really expensive things. <laughs> they cost more than the record does to get made. Um, but they're, they're a pretty necessary thing because yeah. so many people watch, you know, like listen to their music on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I guess the, the, the world of video on, on, on television has sort of gone away a little bit, especially, I guess, like the days of like MTV on yeah. I, I agree. I think it is like a, a bygone era, but the and I think there was a period a few for a few years where the music video was pretty irrelevant. But now that like YouTube is such a large music streaming um, service as well, I'm glad to see that they're sort of getting back in uh, popularity. Yeah, and I think now it's more of a what can you do? What's a uh, an interesting idea that you can do on a budget? Because everyone has to do so many music videos um yeah and you know that that like million dollar music video budget isn't not it's not really there for everybody (laughs) we can't all be 30 seconds to mars (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant well shane thank you so much for uh coming on and chatting to us i love the album congratulations congratulate all the other guys uh involved with it and the band and everyone recording because positive rising part two is uh freaking awesome awesome thank you very much for having me Got me thinking that 
That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.